Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC, hosted by Chanel Bostic. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chanel shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Train motherfucking profession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I was never, I was never trapped in my own house. Yeah. And so I was always out, and I was always doing things during the pandemic. And so I was actually busier professionally in my day job than I ever was. So I, that was one of the reasons I didn't find time to write. No, um, no. I actually don't see. I see. I, I've said this. I don't know if you've noticed. I've mentioned you a few times on my podcast. I appreciate it. Yes. But what I what I say about you is you're one of the most honest people. Like like I like a lot of people. I put writers in like three different categories: mm. writing for a passion or a hobby passion. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You're what I call the second category. You don't you want to make some money on it, but it's not your priority. Your family's your priority, right? Which is that's or you. Have, so I call this the priority category. Right? Mm. Writing may not be your number one priority. That's okay. Right? Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's category two. Then there's category three, which is trying to turn it into a living. Now, if you're category three, right, I have a very different standard than I'd have for you or categories one or two. I think I think the important thing, this is, this is what I tell everybody, and I'm advertising this right now when I do my freelancing presentation. I'm yep. going to say this. There's, that's the open name. There's three categories of writer. If you're one and two, you may not get a whole lot. Two, you might get something out of this, but this isn't really for you. It's Ooh. for people that want to be three. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's people that want to be three. One and two, because all you got to tell me is, listen, man, my family's more important to me than this, and there's really nothing I can say to you. <laughs> right? That's right. But, but, but that's honest, right? That's an honest assessment of, like, where you stand and what you, and, and what you do. It's like, I love this, but I love my family more, and I'm going to make sure they're provided and taken care of. It's true. I, I think it was the fact that I came to this so late. I didn't start being a writer. I didn't start being your category two yeah. until seven years ago. Like yeah. I just celebrated my seven year anniversary of my, of my writing world, dude. So I wanted to make sure that I went into everything realistically, but also be completely honest. I was a father of two. Yeah. Like I've said before, I had the mortgage and the wife and the car and the kids and the dog and all the rest of that stuff and I love all of those things and I love my the dog too I love my dog yeah 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 he was I didn't when we first got him I didn't want a dog at that time but I it's the house is a democracy and it's three to one so you you gotta have it (laughs) yeah (laughs) like there was it was because things were so busy uh i say it was a covid dog but it wasn't we had planned to get the dog before covid ever hit it was just a waiting list to get the dog and it kind of it kind of like people were looking for something to do and it it was so yeah no yeah it was nice that we got it during yeah during covid but it wasn't meant to be a covid dog but it started there yeah it it, it was but no i just like the dog too it's like so a white picket fence? God, no. Yeah, okay. I, I don't even have a front yard. I have a, I have a big backyard, but I live on a corner, so. Big, I actually would, I prefer that front yeah. yard to a bitch. Yeah. What's a front yard for? Nothing. I meet with my friends and neighbors on the driveway, and we hang out in the garages and yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Like. Yeah. Well, I, again, just the way we like, if you were doing something with the front yard, that'd be one thing. But if you're not, it's just it's, it's decoration. It's yeah. fucking decoration. It is. I don't need it. Yeah. No, I got some trees and a tiny garden, and then that's it. And, and then that's, my all, ba- that's all you really need. And my backyard's huge. Yeah. And I can and like play baseball and let the kids run around and play with the dog. 
see, I, I, I agree with that philosophy. If I were to get a house, that would it would it would be. I don't care about the front yard. I don't care about the front. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up, and I had like a typical house when I was back in Brampton, and it had the front yard and it has the backyard, and it was I, I would mow it, and I'd be like, I have. We've never used this front yard for anything, like no, anything no, ever. No, it, 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 it's dumb. Like, like, like. I know. So for me, it was Oshawa, Ontario. This little townhouse. They all have these like these little tiny freaking yards. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Ours was ours was old. Ours was a 1950s home. So Ooh, had okay, a, had yeah, a little yeah, bit bigger plot of land. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. See, ultimately, same thing. What the fuck am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with that? I'd rather just the house move forward a little bit more, so I'd have less driveway to shovel, yes. and then I'd have more backyard. Yeah, and, and I'd have more fun back there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's not. You don't feel so bad. You don't feel bad, folks. Having a big giant pile of snow to actually play king of the mountain on in your backyard yeah in your front yard it's frowned upon but in your backyard no one cares yeah exactly <laughs> yes not no. saying anything about my childhood but i digress. <laughs> digress but but yeah so back to what you're saying i yeah. i just wanted to keep yeah. all those parts of my life the same i didn't want to change them all and if i could fit some writing into it and i could, I could fit the writing world into it then that's what i was going and if i couldn't I didn't feel bad about it. No. I, I didn't... No. I was just like, uh, I made an attempt and maybe it's something I can come back to later in life and yeah. I got lucky enough that I've been able to do what I've been able to do. You're actually really good at it and you're funny. No, you, 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 no, you, you are genuinely funny. I laugh at you. I laugh at yourself. Although I did kind of crush you with my cynicism comment. <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to check out right here right now. <laughs> it's... In one part, it's an act and it's a, and another part, it is really who I am, right? Like, um, I don't ever wanted, wanted to be somebody who was going and doing things like this where I was somebody completely different than I was when I'm sitting around at home. I want yeah. people who know me personally to be like, yeah, that's just an interview with Mark. That's yeah. not an interview with Mark, the writer. That's an interview with just Yeah, no, it's just Mark, asshole. right? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have always been the asshole I've been, so that's, that it has worked out for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, solid strategy in this world these days. It's a good, solid defense mechanism, and it's a good, solid basis for a healthy dose of cynicism <laughs> I think it's that and folks just so you just so you know I think cynicism of the, is the most useless of all emotions it is the most useless and I have built a healthy career out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right but that's okay that's okay that's no no okay. no no hey, hey, listen life is about how again everybody sees the world a little bit differently I'm a, like again I've been through enough shit that I realize that the positive it for me positive attitude has gotten me out of tough situations. It works sure. for me, right? It works for me. Whereas someone, again, it's like, okay, now, that doesn't mean I don't think that necessarily, I'm not gonna get my ass kicked sometimes, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think, what the fuck am I doing? Like there are days you wake up, you know, you're like, I know what I'm doing. And then there are other days you're like, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like having an imposter syndrome at life. <laughs> well, you just like, like again, I forget if you're older or younger than me. It's not by much. I'm 43. Okay, so yeah, I'm 41. So we're, yeah. both, we're relatively the same age. Yeah. So you get to that point, like in, I think in your 40s, where you just realize, I really don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. yeah no, I don't. Yeah. And, and, and I don't really care either. Like there's a, there's a little bit of that in, in you too because you're like, because then you come to this realization. Wait, I can do what I want. That's great. Now sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I get you in trouble. Sometimes. Yeah. But... but for the most part, there's a freedom that comes with that. So that's what happened to me when I, I, well, it happened during the pandemic, but it's like I just stopped giving a shit. And, but 
I say it like that because it's just like there's a freedom that comes with just knowing, just knowing who you are and being unapologetic about it. Let me let me do this the way I normally do it and bring it back to sports. Yes. So there's nothing wrong with that. No. I, work, I work for the Saddle Dome, by the way. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, so you, yeah. you, I mean, sometimes I see all the games, and sometimes I wish I didn't because the Flames aren't that good this year. But that's okay. Yeah, but at least you're there. At least you can see it. The atmosphere is, can't be beat. No, it's awesome. But uh, that's kind of a macrocosm to to what it is you were just talking about. I, for the last six years, have been my son's goalie coach, right? And I went into it not knowing anything about being a hockey coach or goalies. But we needed one, and I had the willingness to learn, and I had coached in other sports before, so it was all good. So I, for the last six years, I've been doing that, and I, it's been fantastic because I've been able to watch my son grow from some of the issues that he had early on to a confident young player and, and somebody who knows what he's doing and is confident in what he's doing. We originally started getting him into it because he had a, a passion for hockey, but he was just dealing with all of these things personally, and hockey was a big helper. And now... He has come to us before this season even started, which is now actually almost over. He and he said that I don't want to play next year. That's right. Yeah, he want, it would be he'd be moving up to a new division with a lot of older kids. And he the la- last winter he started to take a liking to snowboarding. Sure. So he wanted to do snowboarding. In the summer he was doing downhill mountain biking. There was all these other things that he wanted to do. And he came to me like man to man and was like, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. And now we know that we're in the, the final days of being a hockey player and a hockey coach. I don't give a shit anymore. Like, if he's just like, I want to try this, or I'm coaching another goalie because there's usually two on a team. So if he's like, what if I was to try this? And I'm like, as long as it doesn't hurt the rest of your team, go nuts, man. Have fun. This isn't like AAA hockey or anything like this. This is just regular rec hockey. Yeah. But... It's that same kind of mentality where it's like the clock's running out and at this point we should just be having fun and if there's like disagreements within the coach's room or there, if there if there's some, something going on in the hockey world, I don't care saying the truth anymore because I, I've i made my friends that I've made there and they're going to be great friends. I know they're going to be lifelong friends, but on the other hand, I just if somebody says something that isn't true or can damage relationships or the experience of a kid... I call him out on it now so much more than I ever used to because I just don't care anymore. Right, so I, I, I want to, okay, this is a fun little topic to talk into because I, I, I get this, so I get this really unique privilege because I'm, I'm working in the warehouse there. So basically, yes, I get access to all the booths. But beyond that, I'm at the, right at the bottom, so I'm just, I get to watch the players warm up. I get to watch the players do their thing. I, I've met some of them like just, just doing my job, right? Now, I'm at that point, I've interviewed enough people, I don't get like, Starstruck any, yeah, anymore, for sure. right? But again, just it's sometimes you just meet them in passing and you see what they're doing. To get to that level takes a certain dedication. Like there's not a lot of spots for that. But what I will say, watching sports and watching just getting into watch a season of the Flames, the Hitmen, the Wranglers, all these all these guys, like they do a lot of the same things artists do in the sense that it's the mm-hmm. discipline, the training, the practice, the like like I, I like a lot of I I, I know like some of my author friends who listen to this might, might frown at sports. The truth is, they're just like you in just about every single way. Oh, totally. You're, you're, you're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. And and the... Uh, let's, let's just call it 
the cult of celebrity yeah. that I have met in the past. I'm much the same. Usually, if I do meet somebody and it's somebody that I really respect, all I really want to do is shake their hand and say thank you for being awesome and doing that thing you do. But most of the time, you just let them go about their business because that's all they ever wanted. They, they found a way to become passionate and become excellent at something yeah. that puts them in the public eye. Yep. That's not necessarily their fault. It, maybe they sought that, but most of the ones that I meet didn't. They just wanted to do what they wanted to do. I, I've learned the success, like the six, six like, and I, I say and say this because I've, I've got awards, not just for the podcast, but even for my writing. Mm. They're byproducts. Okay. They're, they're byproducts. They're not, they shouldn't be your goal, right? They, what they should, like, like, okay, so go back to like a kid, a kid, right? I think sports or arts, I could, either way, whichever the kids is most passionate about are great ways to build discipline and confidence. Those are two essential skills, no matter whatever you do in life. Mm. You need both of those skills, both of them. You need the confidence to be able to believe you can do it, and you need the discipline to be able to go day in and day out and grind your way through it. You do. Right? Yep. That's, and that, if, if, if there were no other reason of that, that's a great reason to get kids. Also get involved in the community, people make friends. There's a lot of good, like, another thing I, I just described there, by the way, has to do with making a career. No, right. no, not at all. Those are life skills. Yeah, That's yeah. like learning how to swim. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just a thing you kind of got to do. You got to figure it out if you want to have success and be happy and satisfied in the personal aspects of your life. And I think either sports or the arts, I, I have noticed I'm using both here, right? Yeah. Either or, they're great ways to learn. And, and people that are, are great in athletes or excelled in athletics, they do great in the arts usually. Because again, this, mentally, they're not that different. Right? Yeah. They're not that different. And and it, it's it's understanding what your art forms are. I interviewed a pop singer when she was 50, now she's in her 20s. And she's still, like, her her whole mentality is that of an athlete. Right? Yeah. She goes in there, she, she does prep, she performs because mm-hmm. of her athletic background. It gives her such a huge edge in discipline and confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be the best argument. Like, whatever you choose to do, if you want to get kids involved, whether it's trauma, whether it's hockey, whether it's baseball, that's the reason why you should. Not because it might, they might make money doing this yeah, down the road. No, that's, that, yeah. that's, that's never been it for me. It was always a confidence thing. Yeah. Uh, at, at least at least for my one son, it always was. And then conversely, for my younger son, he never really got into those things, but his creativity comes out in a lot of other ways because he he's a born and bred engineer. So he, he, it, it, I almost see it like... He is a creative in that he will take things apart and he will make them and he imagines things and he will create them from scratch it's, or design it's, it's them or whatever. It, it, it's still yeah. art. It's yeah. just art of the mechanical. As yeah, it's it, it, it just it's just his art. His art in terms of practicality. It's pro, it's more yes. problem. It's it's more problem solving. Like it, like his art is deals with solving problems yeah. specifically. Yeah, that's exactly. what it, that, that's what it is. It's not. Yeah. Like uh, as an example, uh, so at my house we've got a sliding door in the back that heads towards the back deck and when it gets really cold like when it gets like that minus 30 and below it freezes up and we could not stop we couldn't figure it out or whatever but there's a vent that's right beside it and i'm like hey man can you just try and figure out a way to just take that hot air that's coming out and pump that and just like create a device that so i give him the problem right so like this is what it is that he has to solve and then he comes back with very simple very basic it's just like a box with like tubes coming out of it yes, but, yeah. but it solved the problem and that and so I didn't I, could I have come up with that on my own yeah probably but it seemed like it's not the kind of thing that he could excel at and that he could do and then that's the kind of encouragement that I want to give him and he and he did he built a door defrosting box 
which is awesome because I don't, I don't, I have no clue how to do that. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I didn't have like a plan. I didn't like set him in the right direction. I was just like, here's the problem. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. What can you do about it? And then he's like, yeah, okay. And then he goes off and he does his thing. And then he comes back. It was great. So, so when your when your son designs like a rocket ship going to Mars in, in 20 years, I mean, I always, I'm always, I, I think about the my two kids because the one is the sports more orientated, athletic one, and the other one's the more mechanical, hands-on kind of one. Still enjoys like getting outdoors and stuff, but not to the same level. And at that same time that I keep thinking, like, I wanted to have ex- realistic expectations for my older son. Like, if he, if he picked a sport or picked an activity and excelled at it and could become something of that upper echelon, then I'm all for it. But really, I want to go back to what you're talking about, having that confidence and, and, yeah. and building up all these other life skills that were going to help him out. And if he had fun and did well at it, great. And it's the, it's, it's the same with hockey. It's the same with baseball he always has the potential to do those things but there was always that kind of mentality of well, I don't want to be the dad that's like you're going to the NHL you're going to the MLB oh I have seen that but on the other hand I have to have to make sure that I temper myself when talking about my other son because he is so fantastic at doing these things that everybody's all like, oh, he's going to be an engineer. He's going to build oh, things. He's going to be whatever. Man. Maybe he doesn't want to do those things. Maybe maybe these are just the things he does now to build up the skills that he needs later in the future, like no, sports. And, and that's actually a good way to look at it. I, uh, so my favorite TED Talk is why you will fail to have a great career. Mm. So here's my favorite. So my favorite part is a lot of people... Guys, about people, why don't achieve their dreams? Right? Yeah. That's, that's the whole talk. My favorite part is the end, because the people that choose human relationships over their dreams, mm. right? That's not the same thing you did, by the way. It's just, it just, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, I know it, what you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, goes. So, this is what's going to happen to you one day. You're going to have your kid come to you one day and go, and you were, by the way, he wants to be. You grow up, and he goes, and you've been waiting for this conversation, and he's because he's good at math and he wants to do something. He goes, I want to be a magician. And, 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 and here's the thing. I will never tell somebody it can't be done. I, the one thing I've learned doing in this life is it doesn't matter what the goal is. Mm. It's possible. Now, does it mean you're going to do it? Not always. No. But are there steps you can do? There are things you can try. There are things you can go for. Absolutely. And I will never tell anybody you can't do it. No. Right. No, exactly. It, it, especially when dealing with kids where the whole world is open to them. But on the other hand, I also want to make sure that I don't set that expectation. Like, oh, this kid's going to be an engineer. This kid's going to play in the major that, leagues or that's, whatever. That's not your job. your job. Your job is to give them the tools to do whatever they choose to exactly. do. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Because the parents that are doing that, if they don't make it to that point, how many times have I read articles and stories about kids who grew up and got fell into a depression about the fact that oh. maybe they made it to single A or double A ball and their those major league dreams just never really came true and then they have nothing else like there's major league well there's professional athletes that have nothing to fall back on it was always just this this was their singular focus and now it's over and they're in their 30s and they have no other discernible life skills when it comes to trying to provide for themselves I, I- I slightly disagree with you. I think the foundations are there, but the fact is they've been so focused on that one thing, they've never thought about how to take the skills they've, they've learned yeah. and do them in other things. Like, like, here's the thing. I've been, I've, I've been freelancing. Mm. I, I, I fall into category three folks. I'm trying to make my creativity a living. Now, I'm not there yet. I've been working on it for two, three years. I'm not there yet. I'm still doing side gigs. I'm still doing other things. It's closer, but it's not, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. 
But a lot of the fundamental skills I have learned starting this have been transferable into everything I've done. I have the confidence to pivot. I have the confidence to move forward. And you need that because, again, my master plan doesn't, it has already blown up in my face a few times, <laughs> right? It's, it, it's part of the process. You're going to, like, you're going to fail. And, and especially when we talk about athletics, right? Like, okay, there's what? Maybe 400 jobs in the NHL? Yeah, exactly. Or, right? Yep. Maybe 400 jobs. And, and by the way, and, and, and I'm not saying, hey, you don't need to be the most talented kid to make it into the NHL. You have the right work ethic and willpower, you can get somewhere. But it's a short, first off, it's a short career. Second off, right, um, even if you make it, it's a short career. Second off, the road is, again, I'm watching the, I, I get to watch different levels of hockey. Some things are so fundamentally the same on every level, it's oh, unbelievable, yeah. right? Um, I think I think the fact that, uh, and this is something I can say, I have watched some of the most famous players in the world play soccer. It opens, oh, they love soccer. Yeah, yeah. It's good for the it's good for the feet and yeah, the hand-eye yeah, coordination. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've seen it. that. I've seen it. No, I've seen it. I've seen it in every game. I've seen it. It doesn't yeah. matter who it is; they all do it. Yep. Right. Yeah. They love soccer, which yeah. is weird. I hate soccer. Yeah, but but, 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 but if but, I was a professional hockey player, I'd probably be playing. Well, again, everything's about prep. Like the whole thing about like the game is the game is the end of the road it's not the beginning of the road it's the end of the road yeah. right everything else is about I'll tell you something really cool number, I don't know his name number 79 of the Philadelphia Flyers you know that that little handball exercise he did mm. the most impressive thing I, I didn't even tell you it was legit impressive when he finished the exercise instead of take, grabbing the ball and putting it he actually started juggling like he literally went broke into a <laughs> juggle randomly and just yeah. like that's like the hand awkward that's, that's impressive too don't get me wrong yeah. but the fact that he stopped and then pivoted into a juggle. <laughs> yeah. It was like... Goalies do that kind of yeah, thing. Like, they do that all the time. They, like yeah, it's, yeah, but it's amazing. Like, it's an amazing thing. Mm. But that's their prep. Like, that, that's not including diet, training, all yeah. that stuff. Like, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you only got a short amount of time doing it. So, but those things, preparation, discipline, the diligence to go in and out going forward, right? Maybe what, maybe, maybe I think, and I don't know how to actually do this in a way dealing with failure because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter art or athletics you're going to fail yeah exactly yeah Yeah. you're going to fail that's just the way it is yep and as soon as it happens to me I'll let you know (laughs) because it's going to happen one of these days I swear well it depends what your goals are too right (laughs) I was always I've probably mentioned this before but like I have always tried to keep a lot of my goals incredibly realistic not that I don't enjoy shooting for the moon but if I make them just beyond the capabilities of where I am right now I then they act as steps if I started this writing thing as like by the end of this I'm going to be the next Stephen King the Whenever a conversation about writing happens, the name Stephen King gets brought up as the, I, as the I, I, yeah but whatever whatever it, it, it doesn't it matter yeah right but like, is that an achievable goal? Like what we're talking about? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very similar kind of road. It, it, it is the professionals. It is the best of the best. It is one of the 400 that are recognizable. But I set more, far more realistic goals where I, I had the, the, the famous within my own world one where I only wanted to make enough money in writing to take my family out for a nice dinner and if there was money left over, maybe dessert. And I did it. 
and when I got when I put the money together on those first few checks after my first book came out and we went for uh, Mexican food which is my favorite uh, at a restaurant that I like and we just it was just the four of us and it paid for the whole meal plus fried ice cream for dessert and a reasonable tip and I was good after that point I knew that I, I felt so good and so satisfied for so long and now as we've gone on from that I have set other goals other ones that are just beyond reach just were beyond the skills set that I have right now but when I achieve them, then I just kind of sit there and revel in a little bit. And this is kind of how I've done goals all through my life. Not just in this world, but professionally no, in my sure. full-time job. And even when I was younger, the things that I wanted to do, I wanted, when I was in high school, I wanted to move out west. I wanted to work in a camping store and I wanted to learn Japanese. And that seems so far away to high school, last, yeah. year, last year of high school, about to graduate Mark. And then you get out and then you realize that those kinds of things it's not that difficult. The moving out west was difficult, but I, I put a plan in place and now here I am. And learning Japanese, it was just like, wow, that's a silly thing. And then I did my best. I'm not great. But I wanted to work in a camping store and I didn't realize how easy it was to just pick a retail. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just like, some, some, I want to work there. Some, some, sometimes... <laughs> So that's 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 probably the only downside to the way you do it. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, it's sometimes it's really easy. But, but at the times that I was making those yeah. choices and and trying to set those goals, I didn't know that they were yeah. simple, right? And then I get there and it's just like, oh, that wasn't that bad. So like making enough money in a in a writing career to buy a meal, whatever that meal is. Maybe maybe it's everybody only gets a pack of Wendy's French fries, and maybe it's everybody gets to go to that fancy one downtown up in the sky that I don't remember but it's uh, it's it, it seemed so impossible when I'm sitting there with a absolutely disgusting manuscript that is just full of problems and I'm not educated and I don't know the world and I don't know people like you and I don't do conversations like this and I know nothing about the world to get to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make a money. That it seemed so far out, and then you got there. So, I, I I mostly agree, but I think every once in a while you really should push because it's not. Sometimes this this is what I've noticed. What I've noticed, and then this is me going in the Kickstarter world, mm. right? Sometimes setting up an elevated expectation actually lets you rise to the occasion. Mm. Right. Sometimes, for example, like let's say the con okay. So I'm going to be doing at some point this year my first Kickstarter. Mm. My goal is going to be modest, like two or three thousand bucks, nothing big, just mm. because I know I'm, I'm I'm breaking in and I'm not. Yeah. It's so not. It's set not, the yeah, expectation. Yeah. For low. But once I get like two or three of them under my belt, I'm going to be like, okay, this is what I think I'm worth. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's find out. Yeah. But let's find out. Right now, again, not saying. I don't. Although, if you do do it right away, it, I, I've done this. I've done it. It's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um. But uh, um, when when you do it, when you actually do it, right? It, what tends to happen is sometimes you really get your ass kicked. But even in that, there's some really valuable lessons. In sure. That. Sure. So, right. And and I'm not saying with all these quote-unquote realistic goals that I haven't had my ass kicked sometimes like there's absolutely no 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 I'm just saying like, like that's 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 yeah. I, I what I'm just saying is the only the only thing I mean you can just 
it's not even a big pushback. It's just that every once in a while, you owe it to yourself, whatever it is you're into, mm. to find out where you actually stand. And I, so because again, you can set the goal, set the goal, set the goal. It's like, so how far is my range? Let's go here and see what happens, right? And that sometimes you need to do that because it it, it shows you again increments. Yeah, you should definitely start incrementally. Like, is that something about yeah. it, right? But there are points in the journey you have to take leaps of faith too. It's kind of it's a weird thing. Um, that's just something I've learned too. It's like you got to take those things. I think. Uh, that it really depends on the person. You have to know yourself and what it is that motivates you. Mm-hmm. Because if yeah. I if I set that kind of goal, I you know, you know, I lie. I did have that kind of goal when I was younger. When I was fifteen years yeah. old, fifteen, sixteen years old, and I, and that was when I I wrote by hand with pen and paper my first quote unquote book. I did I did something very similar at yeah. that age. And I didn't have any dreams of being a writer, but I, I loved the world and I was just like, well, this story doesn't exist in the world, so I'm going to create it. And I did, and there's a whole kind of roller coaster story behind that, but I was like, man, it would be great if I could get this published and it could be turned into, I was really big into anime at the time, and it's like, if this could be, if this could get out there in like the animated world, and I'd love to voice the main character, that would be fantastic. And... So like I had this dream when I'm like 15, 16 to write this book, get it published, put it in the hands of somebody who can turn it into some kind of animated feature, also learn voice acting, and then voice act the entire thing. So that seems pretty far. That, like, that, 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 it, it, it's, it's a stretch, but it's sometimes it's, you need to do that. Like every once in a while, you need to do something like that. Right. Just, just, to, right. just to say you tried, and right. also to learn. Right. But conversely, years later, I am now a published author and I go back and I think about it and I'm like well that didn't quite happen no. the way it was supposed to and those books books there was like a it was like a trilogy but not it, anyway. Anyway, anyway. It, it they they still haven't been written they still haven't been published I write in that same world it's what my catching hell books take place in but I still was able to turn into a writer and get things published get things published in that world and did I get to like the things getting animated and made? No, I didn't. But I got to the quote-unquote voice acting part because I've done that now too. And I got to record the audiobook for Death Dresses Poorly, which was my first book. And I realized later on, I'm like, it didn't quite go as planned, but I still yeah. got to voice act these characters that I wrote. Yeah, which is which is awesome. Like which 20 is years awesome. after no, the fact. Which is which is awesome, right? It so just... it. It, it 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 was a it was a lofty goal in the first place, and the the bar kind of moved a few times, sometimes sure. up, sometimes down, sometimes kind of sideways. But later, I was just like, yeah, yeah. So I don't have that same goal anymore, but I kind of achieved it in a that, lot that, of different but, ways. But, but, but that's 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 why you don't have the goal. You kind of did. You kind of did. You kind of did. And I never felt bad about it. As no. I got older, I was just like, man, that really was an impossible task. I don't know why I would ever would have set that bar. But it's the world seemed so possible when I was sixteen years well, old. Yeah. And I think you need a little bit of that. I, again, you're right here. You, you got a little bit of that little kid yeah. in you. I mean, it's like it's impossible. And here's the other. Here's the really crazy thing. Somewhere down the road. One of these big networks might actually discover because this has happened. I've seen this very. They discover your book and it's like, this is fucking cool. We want to do something with it. And the next thing I know, 
Mark's gonna go to me. Josh, I don't know what the fuck happened here, but you were right. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It, it, My, it, it, again, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but stranger things have happened. Sure, sure, absolutely. Like, maybe somebody who is working on one of these many different productions that is rolling through Calgary right now goes to the library and picks up my book because it's available right now, right? And they read it and they're just like, this is perfect. This would make a fantastic movie. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing an almost impossible scenario. But maybe those kinds of things could happen. And if that happens, I'm just going to say, cool. And L- Let me put it another way, just, just to put it like this. The demand for intellectual con- property and content is at an all-time high. It is, it's absolutely. It's at an all-time high. So what tends to happen is like a lot of studios create their own stuff. I knew guys that have made a living writing scripts and never get filmed. It, to them, it's a very weird yeah, kind of... Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's a weird kind of hell because <laughs> you're paid very well to do this, but it, 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 you never see any of it. I, 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 I know a couple of people who kind of fall into that category. Maybe, yeah, 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 maybe yeah. not quite... A hundred percent never gets done. There's people yeah, I know yeah, done yeah, stuff, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 built in. Like that's how much that that's how much intellectual property is in demand. So I, I I look at okay again. I'm looking at the fact that again I'm in the Kickstarter realm. I'm seeing what's going on there. I'm looking at all these other things that are happening. Sometimes it's just it's it's a simple of it showing that you have a following. And if you have a following and you have a good product, and you have a good product, I don't know how you show your following, but again, a good product, sometimes that's all studio needs. It's like, okay, let's let's take a look and see if we can do something with this. Mm-hmm. All right, right? And so that might happen someday. Now, it might not be today, but again, you never know where things go. And, yep. that's, and, that's, and that's the other thing. And going back to something I said earlier, notice, folks, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the goal. Right. This is all byproducts of just doing work day in and day out, relatively, or about right. Mm-hmm. That's that's all this is, and that's all it takes. Sometimes it it just right place, right time. Yeah, I, I, going back to how this all started. <laughs> When I started this, I was 36 years old, and I had all of those things that I was talking about, the family and, and the mortgage and the dog and all that. So I couldn't take those risks, but it was also a fact that I was far more realistic about life. Like, it hadn't... I wasn't so starry-eyed anymore. Yeah. So when I so when I would go to events like When Words Collide or when I would talk to other writer types and I would talk to somebody who's like 21, 22, I'm like, bless their hearts, they are just so full of piss and vinegar. And maybe they're going to get to that point. I'm not going to say that they're not, and I'm not shooting any of them down. But I was like, I might have been like that, but I'm not like that anymore. And I, I have to use what I am now, which is far more sarcastic and far more cynical, to my advantage. Yes. And so and far, so good. And for me, still touch starter. I never quite, I never quite outgrew it. But I've had some very magical experiences in my yeah. life, some epic triumphs and some epic failures, right? But and. But that's been my journey. Yeah, but like it's like the song says, everybody's got a story that'll break your heart, right? Yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. every everybody's got that. Yeah, absolutely. And then everybody and, and how they deal with it, and and what they allow it to do to them. But that's why I love doing the show. Everybody's got their own perspective on how it works, too. Yeah. All right, and, and there are things to learn from everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. like I said, I was I was today at the office. There, there's a a, a fellow there who's a friend of mine who is extremely good at his job, but he, he's also talked to me before about getting into writing. He, he's also a creative who wants to do things. And 
I he, he's asking me about it, and I I was just like, you know, I'm going to do a a bit of a vain thing. I'm going to send you a. a copy of an article that I wrote years ago about writing goals and that kind of thing, because he's trying to get himself going. He, he, he's where I was back in 2016, right? And I, I read through the article, and the message that I tried to get through to him and, and, what, and what's in that article is, you could sit down with 100 writers, and this goes for a lot of different people in a lot of different spaces, but we're talking about writing here. So you could sit down with 100 writers and ask them their process of how they made that book, and you're going to get 100 different answers. And not a single one of them is wrong, and it's incredibly likely that you are going to be number 101, because you're going to have a completely different process than all of those that came before you. So you glean a little, you take a little... And in the video that I just released, I say it at the end, like we're all we're all going towards the same direction. We're just taking different paths. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the difference today, like the even when you start compared to when you start now, is writing is just, like publishing is decentralized. Yeah. Uh, big time. Yes. Big time. Big, right. So there's no I don't there's no one correct path anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like that. Like that's the thing. Like there are some people who make a real killing in traditional publishing. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed some of them. They're they're great. I see people do it make great killings as indie authors. They're great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't consider Kickstarter and indie the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, just because there's there are similarities, but there's also some very big differences on what the goals are there. Mm-hmm. So um, Kickstarter authors, huge followings, meet people, get 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 like awesome. They all work. Traditional yeah. public traditional publishing, you get more cool awards here and there. Yeah. But I guess because in India, when I did, like, Alice Zero got nominated for an award while I was, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was an indie. I wasn't published by anybody but me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not the same, it's not the same world anymore. No, it's not. And, like, as somebody like myself who knew nothing about this world coming into it other than what, what, let's say, what Hollywood will have you believe, I never thought that I would independently publish a book and I never thought necessarily that I'd even be traditionally published and then I the only one of my books of of the four books that I've released the only one of them that has gone number one on Amazon is the one that I did myself exactly not to say anything against what nothing whatsoever against working with my publishers in the past and working with my publishers going forward it was just I, I could I could eat a big hit on it in some ways and just list it at a reasonable price and market it in my own way in association with things, other things that were going on. So suddenly, Mark, who knew nothing about it on February 29th, 2016, suddenly has an quote-unquote Amazon bestseller, and it's the one that's yeah. from the ground up other than the editing, which was done by my publisher. Yes. <laughs> which <laughs> I, as, a, as, a, as a separate job. And, and I, I, I will say this, folks. Get your shit edited. Just, just, just do it. Just please, God, get it edited. That was... And going back to that, that gentleman I was talking to at my office today, uh, he he was talking about all the, like so many of us, the 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 dead pile that he's got in on a flash drive somewhere of like seventy five percent finished manuscripts and how he just doesn't really get over. That. I'm like, I'm not a big proponent whatsoever of of writing goals and trying to get, like forcing things through. But if you do get it through, don't worry if it's. If you're not completely happy I, with it, because 
we can create the artwork, but the the editors out there can polish it and make it shine. Well, well, not only that. I mean, realistically, I this is the big the biggest hurdle for anything. It's finishing. Just finish it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just finish, if you, if you can. You know, I, I had a I had a buddy of mine. I, I've interviewed him a few times on the podcast, and he comes he comes to me. It's like I got this story. He's got this like imposter syndrome of right? So I go to him. So what are you afraid of? That you that 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 you're going to succeed or you're going to fail? Because they're, they're they're the same fear ultimately, but they're a little different. Fear of failure is the fear of they're both fear of change. Fear of failure yeah. is the fear that nothing's going to change. Fear of success is you don't know where you're going. Yeah. No. The, the legit, they're legitimately the same fear, just in different ways. So, which one are you afraid of? And he goes, okay. So I go, here's your plan: 100 words, just 100, right? I looked at him. He's like, can it be outlined? Said, nope, outline doesn't count. Plotting none of that bullshit. You're gonna write 100 <laughs> words every day. None of that bullshit. You can outline if you need to outline. Outline, but it doesn't count, right? It doesn't count. Because again, what happens is, yo, I like this outline in world building, and what happens is people just wank off on that, and I actually write the write the damn story. I respectfully disagree. Okay. <laughs> I respectfully disagree. I respectfully disagree because if you gotta force it yourself to write it, people are probably gonna have to force themselves to read it. There's a point though on that, right? because here's the: if you're anxious, okay, it's why you're anxious. There's one, there's one thing when you're not ready to write, tell the story. There's another thing when you're looking for reasons not to tell the story. There's a difference oh, there. I don't know. I don't know if there is a difference there because I think that there's, there's something to be said. Like, like, I, like I mentioned in my last video, like whatever, two and a half years we were all like locked indoors and stuff and I did nothing. But, 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 like nothing. Oh, but and it was a, okay. I was no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that though. He has a story he wants to tell. But, right, but see, here's the thing. Now, this is it. he's telling me he wants to tell it. Mm. Now, if you want him to tell it, okay, then you tell it. I'm not saying you don't world build. I'm not saying you don't plot, but you don't stop. Do you actually put pen to paper and see what happens? Get yourself into a momentum and a groove. Now, if you don't, okay, again, this goes about something bad. This goes something I asked you at the very beginning. Who do you want to be? Now, if you don't want to be the guy, like, you want to be the guy that, okay, you didn't write for two and a half years. He didn't want to. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing. That's okay. You didn't want to. I can't say shit. That's not what he's saying, though. He's saying he wanted to write this. That's a different That's a different argument. Right? If you... Again, I'm going to go by what you tell me you want. Now, that might... Now, your actions may tell me otherwise, but I'm going to let your actions do that. I'm going to put you in a position where it's like, okay, you want to do this? But you're a little nervous and scared? Fine. This and this. See what you do. Now, if he, if, if he can't, if he legitimately can't do it, then he's not ready to do it. And he will, I won't want, and he's going to come to me very honestly and say, I don't want to do this. I kind of, right? There's, 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 there's a difference. There's a difference between I want to do it, but, and I don't want to do it. I want to kill the butt. I want to kill the butt. <laughs> I... When I came to the realization that I hadn't really done anything over that time, I also realized that it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was just because life didn't really allow me to, and all the things that turn, go into making me a writer and having motivation to actually get those things out there, it simply wasn't there. And it, it wasn't there to get things finished, and it wasn't there to do things. But, but I, would, I would challenge, but that... 
it's not a want. It's like it's not what want in that inner desire necessarily that inner desire. I want to do this, but it was more. Again, you just said it. You had other priorities, and it, and, and the thing and the thing is, and this is the thing, right? Saying that you didn't really want to do it. I'm not saying that you didn't want to write. I'm not saying that. What I'm what I say it that way. What I'm saying is, we all have priorities in our life, all of us. Right, and these set, these sets, these circumstances, whatever those sets and circumstances are, right? That's fine. There's nothing anyone can say about those things. If you're, it's like your work's kept you busy. That's a priority because you got to take care of your family. And again, for you, that's number one. Your writing career is not two, or it's, it's I don't know if it's two. I don't know if it's three. It might be five. I don't know. That you know that. I, I don't need them, and I don't really need it. Never really qualified yeah, 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 before. But yeah, and and. and nor does it matter, like not from my end, right? Yeah. Right. What matters? What matters is you had you had priorities and other desires that were more important to you at the time, not just because of the circumstances, just it was. That's fine. There's no crime in that. That's not what he's. That's 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 right. not what he's saying. No. Let's talk about food. Okay. I'm going to segue. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Enough. Okay. All right. I understand that people can get really passionate about something like food mm -hmm. because for some people it means a whole lot to them. So I hate tomatoes. Okay. I hate tomatoes. I don't like them on my hamburgers. I don't like them. I actually have a similar dislike to tomatoes. I just yeah. don't like the, I, for me. Don't like them. For, for me, it's the texture. Just right. for whatever reason, I just don't like the texture of them. Right. So I know for a fact in the bottom of my heart that I hate them. And I know that a lot of people absolutely love them. And they can't have a hamburger with a, a fat, juicy slice of, slice of beefsteak tomato on there or whatever. But it's not that they're right, and it's not that I'm right. It's the fact that we are two different people with two different processes, with two different experiences, mm -hmm. with two different sets of taste buds, and, and two different brains that process things differently. And I feel the same way about this. I know that when I was writing, mm -hmm. I was perfectly content with the amount that I was putting out, and then I was putting out nothing, and I didn't really think about the fact that I was putting out nothing until I was done. And then last year, I went gangbusters, and I had a whole ton of things that I wrote, and I was super happy yeah. with that. And, and that trend still continues to, to right now. I'm, I'm still writing, still fired up right now. And I found that balance I found that I was so much happier just allowing those things to happen and that's the perspective that I'm coming from here mm -hmm. like when people start talking about having those writing goals it's almost like they're force feeding themselves tomatoes to me ah gotcha so that like they're they're like I know that I don't like this but it's going to make me healthier or it, it's going to be a more balanced part of my diet and it, I'm not necessarily saying that they feel that way, but that's kind of how I perceive it. So that's where I'm. Oh, no, no, no. I, and I'm, where I'm coming from is, I, I had this epiphany about three or four years ago. At the end of the day, everybody does exactly what they want to do, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. So, what I what I am going to do is when I listen to somebody, listen to somebody, right? And they tell me they want something. I'm going to, and, and if they're like, and, they're, and if they're Frustrated with with uh, with a direction, I'm going to give them one. 
and they don't have to necessarily follow it. They're gonna get like my whole my whole secret goal here is they get comfortable with their own momentum wherever that it whatever that goes wherever that is. They tell me to fuck off, and they got this because mm-hmm. that that's that's yeah. that's what I that's what I secretly hope for because yeah. they don't need me. They just they, they're looking in this particular in this particular case. I think the way I read it, they were looking for some kind of permission to really get started. So I gave it to them, mm. right? Right. The, to me, to me, there's looking at it from the point of view of want, which is where I'm looking, coming at this. I'm going under the assumption of what they told me. They want to work on this, mm. but right, and I'm trying to eliminate the but so that they can work on this. Mm. There is a point, much like you, it's like yeah, it's of course doing tomatoes. I don't want that. What I want, but again, if you're going to come and tell me I want to do this, but. I'm gonna to listen to your butt, and I'm gonna offer a solution around your butt. And if you're looking for reasons to get around the butt, then you're telling me you don't really want to do this right now. This conversation just took a very sexy turn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that's yeah. but, but that, that's how I, that's how I look at it. Like you're gonna tell me what's your next what's your next sentence, mm-hmm. whether you really want this or not. If you really want this, you'll you'll find a way to do it. If you really don't, you'll find a way not to. And I'm okay with again. This is no. It's not. It's not me judging you. It's just like this is your decision, and I'm going to respect your decision either way, mm-hmm. right? The only thing. The only thing. At the, the only thing at that point. And this is the only thing I get to at this point is, why did you come to me and tell me you wanted it when you didn't? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I. Again, going back to kind of this world. Yeah. That, and how we all work in it, and going back to those fresh-faced people. I remember very clearly. Again, stories I've told before, but I love telling them because there's people out there who haven't heard it yet. That at that first when words collide, and I had my philosophy, and I it's everything that I've talked about here. And I would go and I would sit down with other groups of of writers, and they would talk about their plan, and then I'd talk about mine. How it's like no goals. I was heavy-handed. I admit. I would be like, goals are kind of stupid. Why are you? No, no, no. Like, I remember for our first conversation, I confronted you about a couple of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that I don't believe them. It's just that I've found ways to be a little bit more no, smooth. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. just, it's just the thing I respected about you. Again, because I, I know we don't fully agree on everything. No, uh, no, God no. But you're honest about it. I can respect yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We. This. It's the hazard of navigating a world of creatives is I don't think anybody is as passionate about whether it's a hobby or whether it's something they're doing full time as what creatives are and and creatives are it's a broad swath super broad super super broad but these are the thing like I'm going to focus on arts specifically arts tend to define a person. They allow it to define themselves, whether it's they're defining themselves as an artist or, or a writer or a singer or a songwriter or uh, a filmmaker or whatever. Like they, This is something that they feel super passionately about, so they have no problem defining themselves as those kinds of things. So it's, it's always very difficult to kind of tread in those waters because some people I've come to the realization that not everybody agrees with them, and I am of that particular persuasion. And there's other people who think that their way is just so absolutely correct that you are wrong, and we oh. are not going to be friends. No, and, <laughs> no, no. no. I, 
Again, the thing I've most respected about you when we first met, this is a part-time gig for you. And I said, and, and this, this is what you said. You told me that up front. Serious hobby, I believe. You I agree? <laughs> no, actually, you said it. You said it. Part-time? No, it is part-time, but I'm just saying in, yeah. uh, in other circles at times, I, I've considered it a, a serious hobby. Yeah, yeah. And right? But, like, right? Which, again, but that means your whole approach is going to come from that spot. Yeah, absolutely. And who am I to argue? I'm not going to argue with you about that. Yeah. Because, because your goals are different. Exactly. Right? And yep. that's... There's no crime in that. I'm not going to... Right, right? The, like I said, when I do my freelance talk, like I said, this is what I'm going to say. You're category one, category two, or category three. Your categories one and two, this really isn't for you. You might get something out of this, mm. but it's not for you because your goals are different. And... I respect that, and I'm not here to tell you different, mm-hmm. right? I'm never going to tell somebody like what like I've done this for long enough to realize I'm never going to tell somebody what they should do. Okay. No, no, no. I oh, just sorry, no, no, I no, just no. make the suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's come up before, especially with new writers, and they're like, "So, do you do like a thousand words a day, or what's your kind of writing oh, goal, or whatever?" Yeah, and I'm like, "No, God, don't do that." <laughs> no, uh, no. But what do you mean? Because uh, I read this book on this, I read this book on this, and I'm like, "Man, like writing is like raising a child. If it was really easy to do, there'd only be one book, and we'd all own it." Yeah. Right. Like. No, you know, like, like straight up, I, 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 like. I only use word count, like that's an example, yeah. right? Just get him going. Once he gets going, yeah. I don't care. Like, you, you, you might go, I didn't write a damn thing today. Okay, cool. No, that's fine. I yeah, didn't write, you, I did, today, you, as an example, I did not write anything. Yeah. Was, and, and me, because of my freelancing, I don't write every day either. I don't, yeah. have, I, don't have the, I don't have the chance. I've been making a video series, which I directed and produced, and I'm scared to death of, because I, it's the first time I've done that. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm working on an, a, an advertising campaign for another client. I'm just waiting for them to get back to me. That's why. That's what I've been spending most of my weeks doing. Amazing. Right? Yeah. So much drive. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, it's great. That's who it's who I am, right? Yeah. That's that's who I am. And but that means I don't always have the time to write. Oh, by the way, I'm also drawing now. I don't know if you've seen that. Or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. I'm almost competent. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, hand to God, you are more competent than I am. I, Fair enough. I, I learned that about myself a long time ago, and but do, do you? But I think you will appreciate this. I've approached my drawing like you approach writing. I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm totally. Exactly. No, yeah. this is not about me being. I want to get better. Don't get me wrong, but it's not about me being. I'm drawing with people who've been published, like who work at Warner Brothers for like like like, like legit work there or yeah. Marvel Studios, and I'm like. I'm not even close to your league, right? It's so like glaring. It's yeah. like, like, but that's not what we're, that's not what we're doing. We're just having fun, right? right? And 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 that's sometimes you need to. I, I posted a video not too long ago. I drew uh, a Tina's a doggo. She's a she's illustrates she illustrates children's book. Mm. She she did she decided to punish me. Five minute drills on writing mm. on drawing. Like you have to draw something in five minutes. Right. I screwed up Batman in like 30 seconds. <laughs> so I just threw something completely different. Yeah. And so there's, there's literally a thing called not Batman, mm. right? It's, it's not, it's just, it's just not. It's just, and it just ended up, it still looks kind of, it still looks like a character. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking tell you what it was. <laughs> I screwed up the ears like so fast. It was just like, because you only have five minutes. I can't fix this. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I just, I had fun. I drew a new character and, and, and but that's the beautiful thing about like for me with art. For me, that's much like, it's like, I've sold some art. Then, yeah, I'm a little shocked at that. I've actually made sold some art. But but at the same time, and I'm drawing a graphic novel. I never thought I'd be doing that. 
but but it's because of where my current bubble is. It works, right? Mm. It's not it's not because I'm a great artist at it. I'm not a great artist, and that's that works for this particular story. Mm. So I say it like that because it's like I'm having fun. This is not. If I will if I ever got like something for it. I I'd be the most gobsmacked person in the room, <laughs> right? Right. But, but, but this is not the goal. The goal here for me is. I can screw up. I can make mistakes. Mm. I, I, and I don't. I don't care. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. You got nothing riding on it. Yeah, right? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like if I if I don't get this right, uh, I'm not going to eat tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, like no, 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 no. The graph. The gra- now, grant you, when I'm writing, drawing a graphic novel, there is a little bit more of that, but there's still sure because you're planning on yeah, yeah, doing yeah, something with it and yeah, putting yeah, it out yeah, in the world. And, but yeah. it's still not going to be to the same, not to the same. Um, doesn't have the same writing goals as yeah. I, me as a writer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just the thing. So I, I, I know I totally get it. Like sometimes it's, it, you need that space. Like mm-hmm. as an artist, you need that space where it's like, I can fuck up all I want. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why we have editors as writers. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> like, yeah, this is competent. Now do something with it. Go. <laughs> so you got anything planned this year? Just. Uh, In terms of about getting published, I mean. Yeah, so I've got my next book will be out on May 9th. So that's the rework, remaster, redoing of Catching Hell Part Two Journey. Congrats, buddy! Thanks, man. I am. I'm super excited to get it back out again because. The Catching Hell series in general has always been very like close to my heart, but especially the second one because, like I said, it's a remaster. It's been yeah. really it was with a previous publisher. Uh, for those that don't know the story, the Cole's notes is part one and part two were with a publisher. That publisher went; they didn't go under, but they sold the imprint to somebody else. I wasn't super happy with who they sold it to, so I pulled it because they were just going to move it sideways, cart wash. Yeah. And then my previous publisher for Death Dresses Poorly stepped in and was like. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. You want you want to do this again? Because I was just going to release it independently. It was already done. So, uh, I, and I like had all the artwork and everything for it. But part one was released uh, in the at least the re-release was done two years ago, and then my publisher has done a million other things and has a lot of things going on in their world, and I can absolutely respect that because they're a smaller publisher, so they're living a life of publishing and doing stuff just like I'm living a life as a writer. And they said, okay, well, no, we're going to set a date, so it's going to be May 9th, and I've already seen the cover art and that cover art and and all the rest of that stuff. I I gotta make it a point. I wanna have to grab one of your books before I disappear. Something to read with me on the something to read. No, like there's a few of you I've not read at all. I kind of want to. You're kind of on that list. You, Adria Laycroft, someone I want to read, and uh, I wait. And there's a couple other people on that Uh, list. uh, You don't have to read. I do have an audio book. I read it for you. (laughs) I still. See, I can't do it. See, because I, 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 I can't do it because I do this all the time. I, I can't. Yeah, I'll do no, I get the last it. thing I want to do. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. No, I, I do appreciate No, but hey, <laughs> people that like audiobooks, go for it. I do have the audiobook for Death Dresses Poorly, which was my first book, and it was also the one that I talked about that I recorded myself in my master bedroom closet. Yeah. And other than that, I will have a story published. The official announcement hasn't come out yet, so I'm going to keep it under my hat, but there is another short story being published in in a collection coming out in August. Congrats. And thank you. And the publisher right now is taking a look through 
the last completed manuscript that I have because I pass it off to them and I think that it's something that's going to go well with them and I already know that I work well with them. So I, I don't necessarily know if that'll come out this year, but it is definitely something I hope they I hope that they like it. And then I'll also have the audiobook for my Between Conversations Tales from the World of Ryujin because I've finished recording that. I just haven't mastered it yet because life happens. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get you. So if people want to find this very very talented individual, where can they find you? You can find me at markwatson.ca. So that's m a r c w a t s o n.ca. Not .com. That's another author and he's super cool, but he's definitely not me. And you can also find me. I'm pretty active on Twitter at Wright Watson and that's the same for my YouTube channel I just released a YouTube video about uh, what's happened this last year and what is to come and just I like to drop little writing bon mots and tidbits and it's also the same on Hive and the same on Instagram it's all Wright Watson and uh, on facebook.com slash mark wrote a book all one word alrighty and that ladies and gentlemen will be that so I'm going to have to hit this before they actually kick us out. But anyways, thanks, guys, for a wonderful time. For everyone watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Stay inspired, keep shining in the dark, and I'll see you next time. Okay, how, how do I stop this now? I just started in the first place. Press the magic button. Uh, keyhole. Come on, you. No? What the hell? Do you have to hold it? Starting with episode 1011, the, the Twitch era of the Just Joshing podcast is officially over. We are now in the midst of a transformation to a travel show, the Twitch travel era. 1011 is my first travel show. Barb Sim is my guest. There's going to be a variety of these things. Now, if you want to see all the travel episodes well before they ever come out as officially part of canon on the show, check out patreon.com slash justjoshingdiecast. Five bucks gets you access to all the interviews up there so far. There's a bunch of them up there that are going to be coming real soon. More are going up there right now, including SDCC. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, the best way to do it, if you got a couple bucks, go to patreon.com slash just joshing podcast. Josh. Josh.